MoneyWeb now on the money. The show's brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Checking now with Carl Wales, uh, Portfolio Manager at Flagship Asset Management. Carl, appreciate the early morning time. Talking China, lots of people loving China because the equity market's done great. We've seen it in Hong Kong. We've seen it in Chinese-related stocks. We've seen it in Tencent, which has, of course, flown into our market. But you, you make a couple of points, and it kicks off with the, the, yeah, we've had that strong period as we move away from the zero COVID policy. But let's be clear that that policy was an absolute mess at huge cost to personal freedoms and more recently in the last couple of weeks and months to human life. Absolutely, Simon. Um, while we've obviously moved away from zero COVID and that's a very positive development, a lot has happened in China in recent years, which in my view makes it a far more risky proposition than it was mm-hmm. um, before this. And, you know, I, I can draw on, on a number of things. One was obviously, and most of you will remember this, um, Jack Ma, the founder of Alibaba, making a statement that was critical of the regulators. Yeah. He is forced to flee China. Um, Alibaba itself is forced to abandon its plans to list and its financial subsidiary in New York, um, causing an enormous amount of, of financial damages uh, to investors. I mean, that stock uh, in particular fell 60% um, over the, the following months. So it's just, when we think about China, obviously we're seeing a lot of positive news come out of the country now. But um, from a longer-term investment perspective, we just need to take into account the, the geopolitical risk. And you mentioned, Ant, uh, there was the, the, the destruction of the education of, of the private education. There was Didi, which, which listed, and then a week later wasn't allowed to, to onboard new users. That's just recently been, been lifted. Now they can. It, it was the way they, they did regulation. And, and sure, regulation's fine, but it was just ham-fisted as an outsider, and, and, and you never knew where the next, where the next one was going to come from. Yes, and um, I think with with a lot of these companies, the the management teams made mistakes and and then misread the regulatory environment. But most of these businesses are are listed in New York. I mean, the primary mm. listings are in New York. So it's actually uh, more the, the the foreign investors uh, that suffered um, as a result of this. And um, you know, it's 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 very unfortunate that 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 regulation, uh, you know, or or the negative effects was uh, of regulation was targeted at, at foreign investors. Who place their confidence in China? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you mentioned geopolitics, and I mean, in an ideal world, we would invest without worrying about politics. That that seldom e- exists, but certainly the, the Xi Jinping uh, uh, got his third term, and 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 very much ruling with an iron fist, almost in the, the sense of the olden days of dictators, or as you made, you know, we can almost draw parallels between between Russia and Turkey and and, and their respective leaders. Yeah, in, in, in the past, uh, people have always taken a, a sort of easy view of, mm. of, of, of the fact that, that China is, is actually um, an, a dictatorship of sorts, but um, because uh, their policies were so business-friendly. But the reality is, uh, you know, that, that can change overnight. I mean, we, yeah. Russia, the same thing. Putin, people were, were very sanguine about the, the risk to business in that country, even though, obviously, political freedoms were curtailed there but um as as soon as the ukraine invasion happened then um you know then then the game changed for everyone so it's just yeah it's just useful to bear in mind that that those 
tell risks are, are definitely there when power is concentrated in the hands of a single individual. And, and we're already seeing, I mean, some response. I mean, certainly, I mean, you, you make the point in the note you wrote that Apple is is moving manufacturing f- to to Vietnam, to to India, and, and some of it is India saying we want you to produce in our country if you're going to sell in our country. But but certainly, the the days of of Foxconn sort of manufacturing all of Apple in China are, are over. We, we we're seeing the the caution already. Yes, absolutely. And it's not necessarily a good thing for, for consumers. Yeah. I mean, it will perhaps lead to um, higher prices just because supply chains have, have become, become a lot more complex. But um, the reality is, is when China was closed during uh, zero COVID, you know, Western multinationals had to make alternative plans. And, and they were made aware of the fact that they couldn't rely um, solely on, on, on a single source for, for many of the co- components and final products uh, they needed. So, and that, that business has moved away, in my view. It's, it's never going to return to China because, uh, you know, that risk will always be um, top of mind. For, for many of these businesses. Yeah, but, uh, Wayne McCurry always says markets have memories, so do so do CEOs and COOs. We've also still got some trade wars happening. I mean, it started under Trump. Biden hasn't done away with it, although he doesn't do it via Twitter is perhaps the big point. But it's particularly in the, the, the tech space, and, and, and that is also going to, to hinder China. The, the ability to sell advanced technologies to Chinese companies has been quite severely curtailed. Yeah, the, the the Chinese walls in in the tech sector were were also done uh, simply so uh, the Chinese Communist Party could maintain control of of the information that was disseminated to ordinary Chinese people. You know, as mm-hmm. as a dictatorship, you know, um, key for them is actually keeping the population happening and keeping themselves entrenched in power. But uh, yeah, in, in in terms of China's relationship with the West, obviously that's gone uh, from from bad to worse. And while the West is partly to blame, and, and by the West, um, I'm specifically targeting um, out, uh, the, the U.S., um, you know, China has, has made a couple of bad decisions itself. And I'm mm. taking the, the position of, of Russia in this Russian-Ukraine conflict. You know, certainly when Western public opinion is very much in favor of Ukraine, was was also not not a friendly uh, move. And and one where, where I'd, I certainly don't, don't see substantial benefits in, in that um, taking that position for the Chinese. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it doesn't look like that relationship's going to improve anytime soon, and I think it's to the detriment of both parties. And, and, and the short answer then to, to, to wrap it is, is that you know, investors should be looking to actually allocate less to China. It's difficult, particularly as a South African investor with, with, with NASPAS process slash Tencent, but to, to have a smaller allocation to China, to, to be careful and, and to not get sucked in by the great numbers that we have seen from, from, from their indices over the last couple of weeks and months. Yeah, I think it's always useful to uh, remember that past returns are not indicative of, of <laughs> yeah. future returns. So, um, you know, it's a recent outperformance of Chinese markets should be extrapolated. And from a portfolio perspective, I, I just think um, it's always prudent to have a globally diversified portfolio. Mm-hmm. Uh, China, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it, it, it a couple of times in different forums. You know, South Africa is 0.5% of global GDP. Yeah. Most South Africans are overly exposed there. But China, similarly, um, with, within the various stock indexes globally, also makes makes a surprisingly small number. So it, it, it does make sense to 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 have too much um, exposure to um, Chinese stocks.
We'll leave it there. Uh, Carl Wells, Portfolio Manager at Flagship Asset Management. Carl, really appreciate the insights this morning. And that's our poll today on our LinkedIn and Twitter accounts. Your view on investing in China. I mean, is it bullish? Is it cautious? Or perhaps you just don't like China at all? What Carl is saying very, very clearly there, and he makes a completely compelling argument, is be cautious. Be careful there. Have your vote. Have your say. LinkedIn and Twitter. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.